Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is July the 5th, 2023. It is a Wednesday. It is the 13th Wednesday of Ordinary Time. It is also the feast day of St. Anthony Zacharia and St. Elizabeth of Portugal. I always wonder how to say St. Anthony's last name. Is it Zachariah? Is it Zachariah? Zachariah? Depends where you put the accent. Anyway, here is our reading. It is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus came to the territory of the Gadarenes, two demoniacs who were coming from the tombs met him. They were so savage that no one could travel by that road. They cried out, What have you to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the appointed time? Some distance away, a herd of many swine was feeding. The demons pleaded with him, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go then. They came out and entered the swine, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away, And when they came to the town, they reported everything, including what had happened to the demoniacs. Thereupon the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their district. So, what a reading, huh? This is not the kind of thing you see every day. The most important thing is Jesus is more powerful than all this, and Jesus always wins. Of course, this would be a great opportunity to tell one of my many stories about exorcisms and deliverance, but I don't think I want to talk about that today. Uh, I get into the debates. I'm sorry, too many syllables there. I get into debates about what the pigs were doing. Were the pigs just crazy and that's why they drowned out of control? Or were the pigs trying to commit suicide? because they were filled with demons. There is this thing that happens, and I learned this from a talk that I attended. See, we are going to talk about the devil a little bit. I attended a talk with a couple exorcists a couple years ago where they were talking about how demons just don't want to be in hell. And so they are in hell, but they're looking for uh, consolation, I guess you could call it. And there's levels of where they can go to find that consolation. There are actually even levels of hell. They could go deeper and deeper. There's actually prayers in the book of exorcism that say, if you do not leave this person, then when we do exercise you, we will send you to a deeper pit of hell. And very often that's what makes them leave. Like, okay, I don't want to go there. I'm out of here. But there's levels of I don't know, I guess you could call it comfort or distraction maybe. So the best place for them to be to get away from the pains of hell, even though they're still in that pain, is in a human being. So a lesser degree of comfort, but still a better place than just purely being in the pits of hell would be in an animal. And so they say this is partly the motivation why demons possess houses and people and things like that. It's, I, I don't fully understand it, but it's, uh, 
you know, getting away from the pure pits of hell. Uh, but at the same time, misery loves company, and that's a big part of it as well. The devil's just trying to bring everyone down, and the devil does it in a lot of different ways. There's temptation, which is the normal way, which happens to us all the time. But then there's possession, oppression, obsession, hauntings, and curses, and all these types of things. So that's why the demons were saying, if you're going to send us out, please send us into the swine. But then... It didn't last long because the pigs drowned, so now they're not in the swine anymore either. Um, I always just look at it as the pigs are committing suicide, but people criticize me for that and say pigs don't commit suicide. They don't have the uh, they don't have enough sense to do that. They're not rational creatures like we are. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a confusing thing. Why exactly are the pigs doing that? And uh, a lot of people will just say, well, it's just the insanity. There's just insanity going on and the pigs are, you know, the, the pigs just go crazy. Anyway, I'm sure we could Google that and find more discussions and <laughs> different people with different opinions. But what I wanted to get to today <laughs> was something completely different. And I think this is something we could all take with us if you haven't already taken something with you uh, from this reading. And that is regarding the people of the town and even maybe regarding the pigs, although we're not using the pigs for our model of life. Um, there is this desire to get away and specifically they want Jesus to leave them. They want to push away Jesus, even though he just exercised their town. Why is that? Why do we push away Jesus? I often think back to the story I heard about um, the kids that found a cocoon. They were young kids in grade school. They found a cocoon in the middle of winter, so they brought it inside. They brought it into their classroom, and they brought it into a place that was very warm. And so the cocoon started to open, and... Um, the whatever it was inside, it had gone in as a caterpillar, was supposed to come out as a butterfly, but I, I don't know, the kids might have even opened it themselves, and what came out was not a butterfly, it was not able to fly, it was not fully formed, and the story behind it is, and this is what we learn when we study cocoons, the whole process of making the cocoon hibernating to grow strong and to, to grow and to rest and maybe even receive nutrients from the cocoon itself. And then when it gets warmer out, the creature inside knows to start struggling to get out of the cocoon. It has to work. It has to press. It has to struggle. And the muscles build because of the struggle so that when the cocoon finally breaks open in the springtime and the fully formed butterfly comes out, now its wings are strong enough to fly. And that's the only way it works. That's the way nature works. That's the way salvation works. And so why do people want to push Jesus away? In our society today, it's amazing to me. How many people are walking around with depression, anxiety, fear, sadness, anger, and yet they don't want Jesus? They'll turn to everything else. They turn to medicine. They turn to weight loss programs. They turn to entertainment. They turn to sports. They turn to money. 
if I could just have a nice house with my hot tub and my entertainment center. They turn to alcohol, of course. They turn to drugs. We are always turning to our creature comforts to take away the pain. I know, I'm just thinking of one person in particular. It's someone I'm very close to who suffers horrible depression. And this person has suffered this depression since childhood because of an abusive father and because of other things as well that happened in this person's life. And yet this person doesn't want to go to any kind of therapy. And I've tried so hard to get this person into some sort of therapy, support group, maybe healing prayer, this and that. And and perhaps we still might succeed. But what this person says is that they... um. They don't want to talk about their past. They don't want to deal with the issues. They don't want to go very often to church, to confession, to this and that. Never mind going and and really working on things, the bigger issues. Why? Because it's painful, because it hurts. Yet we're only going to fly if we strengthen the muscles to get out of the cocoon. The people of that town, who knows where the demons came from in the first place? Very often there needs to be some kind of an opening. What were they doing to allow the demons in? Jesus got rid of their demons. So what do they do? Get rid of Jesus? Get out of here. We don't want to see this anymore. You were content to lie in your filth. How often we're content to just stay in sickness or whatever, even physical sickness, because we don't want to have surgery. We don't want to do what it takes to get better. We don't want a needle. I remember as a kid, I refused to get a needle. And as a result, I would just remain sick. So my father very often would insist I take the shot so that I could start getting better. And this is how it is. We just have a world full of people walking around in their illness. They don't know they need God. They need the Lord. They need peace. The Lord promises us if we let him in, If we allow him to do his work, it's the same thing with our country in general. If we return to him, he will fix things. He will bring us peace and love and joy. He will fill us with the Holy Spirit. He will drive out the demons from us. Yes, the process can be painful, but guess what? We stay with Jesus. Those demons aren't coming back. I don't know if anybody saw the episode of The Chosen where Mary Magdalene started to dabble again in a little bit of her past. And then there was a demon present and Jesus came along and just said, get out of him. And he was gone. Boom. That's what we need. We need Jesus there all the time. So this is the thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, how, how we can convince people. We just have to live our lives and strive to be a good example for others. Most people do not want the pain of conversion. The pain of conversion, I mean, you know, when we talk about the spiritual life and the stages of the spiritual life, yeah, there's some pain involved, but at the same time, oh my goodness, when you talk about people going through the stages, the three stages of the spiritual life, according to uh, John of the Cross and Father Garagou Lagrange, that first stage is filled with, I mean, there's just so much fun in the first stage, especially if you're doing it with others, so many good people to struggle with. If you're doing the 12 steps, it's the process, you know, it's, yeah, like (laughs) a big part of the problem is the isolation. So all these solutions that are out there, 
are done in common with others. And yeah, that's a big part of it too. A lot of people don't want to convert because they don't want to talk to other people about their weakness. They don't want to admit that they have weakness. And yet, when you join a good 12-step group, when you join a good prayer group, what have you, you join a good church, you're going to meet people, guess what? They're crazy like me and you. (laughs) And we have a lot of fun. We have fun working on our issues together. We have fun when you just had that conversion and now you love the things of God and you go to your religious goods store for the first time. Oh my goodness. If it wasn't for certain stores where the people follow me around and ask me annoying questions, I'd be in there all day. Just, oh, look at this holy card. You're like little kids with baseball cards comparing, oh, I have a St. Catherine. What do you have over there? Oh, you have a St. John Bosco. You want to trade? I don't know. We get goofy. It's fun because, and that's when the real pain is going away because we're starting to actually deal with our issues. We're starting to grow. We're, it's a struggle, but the Lord gives so much grace for the struggle And then he brings us out of the struggle. And guess what? There's going to be more struggles, but we're getting stronger. And when we look back, we'll realize, and hopefully we stay on the path, we'll realize we're in a different place than we were before. We're stronger now. We're smarter now, hopefully. And most importantly, we're closer to the Lord. And we feel that cocoon of his love wrapped all around us and the mantle of Our Lady wrapped around us to protect us from the evil one. So today we ask, first and foremost, that the Lord will give us the strength, the courage, the grace, the wisdom, that we pursue conversion, that we pursue community in conversion, even if there is some pain, even if it requires some humility, so that we ourselves may finally be able to shed the things holding us back and start to run in the presence of God, start to thrive as the children of God. The, the young men and young women, no matter how old we are, we are princes and princesses because we are children of the king and we are meant to thrive. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.